must constantly look at things in a different way. The Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast was created by two physical therapists out of the desire to learn more about the different educational roles in physical therapy and healthcare and how healthcare education works by talking with educational leaders and people with different perspectives within physical therapy and across interdisciplinary lines on how education can be improved to disrupt the status quo of healthcare education. This is our journey and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Wyrock, and I'm joined today by a very special guest live here at Federal Advocacy Forum in Washington, D.C., uh, the president of the APTA, Sharon Dunn. Thank you, Sharon, for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation, Stephanie. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, it's a really it's really exciting that I actually get to interview you in a more formal basis because, you know, you are somebody I really look up to in the APTA, and I'm just so honored that we are able to talk to you and kind of get your perspective on educating people about advocacy. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, for our listeners that maybe aren't familiar with you, Sharon, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how advocacy has played a big role in your career? Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm president of APTA, but in my day job, I'm a teacher and a associate professor at LSU Health Sciences Center in Shreveport. So with that comes a, a, an ability to integrate advocate, advocacy in education. But I really got hooked as an early career physical therapist as Louisiana was pursuing direct access legislation. And uh, I started my service in the association in advocacy on the chapter level. And, and when I saw that it works, even though it takes a long time, it took us 30 years in Louisiana to get a form of direct access that really impacts patients' ability to see a physical therapist. But in that 30 years, the stepwise progression to success was what hooked me because it's, it's about relationships and conversations. So, and that was my foray into service within the association. And it, it takes you places. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, totally relate to that because I'm a new professional. And one of the things that I'm very involved in as well is advocacy. And mm -hmm. we're working at the state level to get certain bills passed. And so I think that that's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of uh, early, early career members that listen to our podcasts. And so it's never really too late to get involved in advocacy. What, how would you define advocacy? What's your definition of that word? So to advocate means to make a plea. It means not being satisfied with the status quo and you see something that needs to change. And I think it can be legislative and regulatory, but I also think it can be on behalf of our patients and our communities, on behalf of our patients to have better coverage for their needs beyond physical therapy. So advocacy is not settling for the status quo. So why would you say that advocacy is important? You know, you look at today's political climate, uh, I think a lot of people are very frustrated mm -hmm. in things that are happening both now and things that have happened in the past. Does advocacy really um, make a difference? And why is it important in pushing these issues that, like you said, do take a really long time? 
it does make a difference, and, and that's why it's high on our um, agenda for uh, APTA work. Be because if, if not us advocating for our patients' needs, that voice is not heard. So it's important for us to build relationship because your legislators are elected and they're all good people. They want to make a positive difference and they need to hear from people who have knowledge in an area that they don't have knowledge. So they are most willing to hear from their constituents from back home about an issue that impacts the people who they represent in their communities. And who better to tell the stories about physical therapy than physical therapists and our, our students and physical therapist assistants? Because that's, the where, that's where the the relationships are built with the legislators, but it's also where we make a difference in educating. You, you know, we keep coming back to this word education and how it relates to advocacy our podcast is an education-based podcast how what type of advice would you give to our listeners about how they can educate lawmakers on these issues um, in a way that is going to be a po have a positive impact on our patients so it's, it's probably the most impactful two things i've ever done in my career related to advocacy one was I helped a legislator get reelected, not through financial means, but through sweat equity. And this person had been a champion for our cause, and she was in a tough reelection. And we walked door to door with push cards. We got on the phone, made phone calls on our behalf, and she never forgot that it was us who helped her in that reelection. So it, it, it takes relationship building in a, at a time where you don't need anything professionally. You're not there to make an ask. You're there to be a part of a solution. So showing up to town halls, even when you don't have an issue, but to engage with your legislator on issues that affect health. So that's education. The other thing that it made a very strong impact was inviting a legislator to our faculty practice. So you can do this in a clinic, in a hospital, in an academic environment. Invite the legislator when they're on recess to come and visit your practice because when it gives them exposure and shows the public that they, they're concerned about issues affecting their, their constituents and, and about health care. But it also is an opportunity to, to educate them about what we do in our practices. And, and that staffer that came with the congressman never forgot that experience. And we became the go-to for information related to health care. So it's about relationship building so that you're able to get your message. I think that's a really good point. Um, at our practice at Rehab Authority, we do a lot of practice visits. We do at least once one a year, and we invite both of our senators and our congressmen to come. And, um, and it's been, has had a significant impact on our ability to be effective in the community. I mean, Senator Klobuchar has asked us to be a part of her opioid consulting team. You know, we, she had a, a meeting in our town and they, their office called me and asked if I knew of anybody that they should invite. And being that go-to person and really being the one that is educating lawmakers on 
how their constituents are affected by healthcare policy, I think is so important. And APTA has resources to help you do a practice visit. That's right. 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 So there's so many tools and resources on APTA's website to help you prepare for that. But how hard was it to do that practice visit? It really was not that hard at all. You made a phone call. Yep. I made a phone call to a relate. I had built a relationship with a local staffer, made a phone call, said, hey, we're going to invite, we can invite up to 30, 50 people to come meet the congressman. Um, I'll, we'll call the movie station or the, the television station and the radio and yep. make sure that there's publicity. And man, they were, the news. they, yep, yes. they were definitely wanting to have that exposure. Yeah. Well, and, and they're happy to learn because they know they make very important decisions on behalf of their constituents and they don't want to do that blindly. They want to have people that they can trust to give them accurate information. And then once you have proven to be trustworthy, you become their go-to with with questions that they might arise you know policy change is really hard for some people to grasp and the breadth of learning policy can really be overwhelming i led a student session today and that was kind of the big question of that session was how do we learn all this stuff how do we learn it with on top of everything we're learning in school or if you're a new professional learning how to be a great clinician or if you're a manager learning how to while you're managing all these people what advice do you have to physical therapists and other healthcare professionals who are listening who maybe don't think that they know enough about policy or don't think they have enough time to learn about how policy affects their patients and their profession? So the first thing I would say is don't be intimidated by the process because you have all the context and content knowledge that you need to tell the story about how a piece of legislation impacts the the people you care for, your patients. So don't be intimidated by the process thinking you have to know everything around it. You need to know your content and what you do as a physical therapist or another type of healthcare provider because the legislator knows the process. They just don't have the backfill in the context. And if you can bring a powerful story about how a piece of legislation impacted that patient's ability to access or get well, you, you have all the information you need. One of the best ways to learn the process of advocacy is to come to an event like the Federal Affairs Forum because you have very seasoned advocates in the crowd and then this year we have 77 students who are here who are going with these seasoned advocates and learning and modeling and mentoring those behaviors. So you always find a friendly group of people who want to help you in the process when you come to either the state or federal affairs forums. And that's one thing that I really love about the Federal Advocacy Forum here is because, you know, even if you're even if this is your first time ever advocating, you get such great education on what issues are. I mean, this is the first year that we're not advocating for the therapy cab. Mm-hmm. It's been that the last couple of years that I've been here, I've felt so well versed in all the policy issues that we're advocating that, you know, it's it has had felt like oh well you know it's the same thing that that we we've been advocating for years and now yeah. it's all different topics yeah. and these are definitely not topics that I feel well versed in right. you know there's a few that I have been active in doing but definitely not all of them 
And, you know, it, it, I remember as a student when I came here, and I actually advocated by myself as oh, wow. a student from North Dakota the first time that I was ever here. And it was so intimidating going into that office and being like, oh, my God, like, I'm supposed to be the expert on this. <laughs> and I, I kind of have a little bit more of that feeling again this year, being like, wow, I'm going to be going and talking about these new issues. And then we just got out of the session where they educate you on what mm -hmm. the issues are. And I already feel like I'm very well versed in it. A whole lot better. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what APTA does. It prepares the issues in bite-sized portions with the right kind of data that you, you can then go and use those materials to tell your story. So I was feeling a little unsure as well because the cap has been our issue. And thank goodness. <laughs> That was a success this year after 20 years of advocacy, 17 congressional actions on the, on the cap, and we finally have a permanent fix. So now we get to pivot our conversation about broader topics. And this is what's fun because we're talking about telehealth all the way to education and, and loan uh, issues. So it's broadened our, our reach, and, and I, I think the legislators will be able to see now that the cap issue is behind us there's so much more that physical therapy can do to help solve some of the health care crisis in this country and i thought that that was a really interesting point that was made during the talks today about how one of the criticisms that has been a part of the apta is that the therapy cap has been our issue mm -hmm. and that we need to broaden our horizon and yeah we have been broad, but yeah. everybody has just heard about this cap so much. And that was such a critical issue for the patients that we serve. We couldn't let up on that issue because it was quite, quite frankly putting patients at risk of not having access to therapy. So that was our issue for 20 years, and that was what we became known for. Um, and, and we became known in a positive light um, because they recognized that it was a significant issue, enough to take action this year. So we're thrilled with that. But yes, this gives us an opportunity to to respond to our outwardly facing vision now and to take up on issues that are impacting beyond Medicare into other avenues of wellness and the societal epidemic of opioid abuse is a place where physical therapy can make a big impact. So I'm glad we're going to be talking about issues beyond the therapy gap. And I think that a lot of our listeners, as well as the members of the APTA, are going to have some relief with how we are advocating on the educational side. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that we, uh, we do every day as physical therapists, mm -hmm. is we educate our patients, we educate other uh, other professionals, we educate the public on what we do. And now that we're entering this area of policy in education, I think that that's really excited for the APTA and the fact that the American Physical Therapy Association can be a big part of that really mm -hmm. excites people like me yeah. who are interested in education. Um, how, you know, we had talked a little bit about, um, you know, we are the experts in issues that we advocate for physical therapy. What is your advice to other healthcare professionals or just anybody listening to this podcast and how they can educate a lawmaker on an issue that they are that they are passionate about or that they are knowledgeable on? So look look for opportunities when the lawmaker is at home and go to their town hall and see what issues they're bringing to the constituents. 
And if there's an issue brought up that you have expertise in, go to the lawmaker and offer your, your willingness to be part of the solution. Many times legislators get a lot of asks. Uh, it's give and take. So we can't always take from our legislators. We should give as much, at least as much as we attempt to take in this, this balance of, of, of need and opportunity. So when, when you don't have a top, hot topic on the, on the table, it's a great opportunity to engage in other areas where you have uh, an expertise or day-to-day -day practice. So I would say go to a town hall, listen for the opportunity, uh, and establish uh, a, an ongoing relationship. That doesn't mean you have to be knocking on their door every month. That means being available and willing to help in their campaign, uh, having hosting a, a clinic visit and giving them the opportunity to come get some exposure in the district. But also, when you are in D.C. or in your state house, make sure the the representative who represents you knows who you are and what your profession is so they can begin to identify you as a go-to that's really good advice and i think that you really touched on that too earlier when you told that story about how you made those phone calls for your legislator and how she never really forgot mm -hmm. that and i think that when i've advocated at a state level one thing i've learned is that when you don't have an ask and you go in on state lobby day and you just tell them about what a physical therapist is, that's one of the most exciting times to be advocating because there's no pressure on you. You just have a conversation about something that you talk about every single day to right. patients. So I think that and is... They're, and they're happy to engage with you and, and learn about what you, what you have, especially when there's no ask. So we've talked about, you know, federal advocacy forum. Can you just, you know, tell our listeners a little bit more about what Federal Advocacy Forum is, how long it's been around, and why they should come to Federal Advocacy Forum. This is an annual event. Um, this It's a two and a half day educational event held each spring in DC that prepares you in the first day of what the issues are we're taking to the Hill. And in the second day, you go with your colleagues from your state to advocate, go to the Hill and, and meet with your legislators. This year we have more than 275 attendees wow. from 48 states. And I think there's a renewed energy around federal advocacy because the, the success on the physical therapy um, on, the, on the cap, that people are like, okay, it does work. I need to go. It's also a chance to learn about the current issues. As you said, they had a crash course on what our current issues are. So you get your own opportunity to be educated on, on those issues and to get training on how to become a more effective advocate. And we cap off this whole event tomorrow as we all get excited and jazzed before we go to Capitol Hill and make those office visits. And then you sit in a congressional office with your colleagues from your jurisdiction and have that one-on-one -on -one dialogue with either the congressperson or their staff. And don't discount the importance of staff because they are the ones who are gathering information so that the congressperson can make the best 
decisions. So the other thing that you get here is an engagement with your colleagues. So it's where I met you. It's where you meet colleagues from across the country who either have robust experience in advocacy or are cutting their teeth and, and really excited about learning more. So that's the part I like the best is networking and learning from others. I'm going to ask you a question here off script. Um, who has been your biggest mentor in advocacy and what types of things did you learn from them? And then you had mentioned that you, that you teach some of the stuff at LSU. What do you tell your students about advocacy and what do you educate them on? Those are great questions, Stephanie. And when I, when I went through the list of mentors in my, in my history, there's no one. There's several. I had several mentors in Louisiana who were there for me to learn advocacy on the state level. One was my current boss, Joe McCullough, who is the dean at LSU, but back then he was the president of the Louisiana chapter when I was in PT school and early career. So he he taught me the importance and said, you just gotta show up. You don't have to be an expert. Just show up and be willing. So that that is what I tell our students now. You don't have to know everything. The fact that there's power in numbers and when legislators see a large group of people show up, they know this must be a pretty important issue. So showing up is key. Um, and then advocate on the things for which you have passion because you need that to show in your conversation with the legislator. Because if you're just reading off a script, it's obvious that you're not terribly passionate about that topic. So, so you don't have to advocate about everything, but for those things for which you have passion, you'll never quit until you have success. Those are great lessons, Sharon, and I know that throughout my advocacy career, even though it hasn't been as long yet as yours, um, I've also had a lot of mentors that have helped me. And for our listeners who are looking to either inspire others or educate others on advocacy or want to learn more about advocacy, APTA is a great, is a great resource and your state chapter is a great resource reach out to the leaders of your chapter, specifically those people who are on the Federal Affairs, uh, Bo Federal Affairs Board. They can help steer you in the right direction. And like Sharon said, it's all about showing up. So thanks, Sharon, for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing what APTA does for us and for our patients. We can't do what we need to do as a physical therapist if the laws aren't in place to make sure that our patients are protected. Great. So Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on the show today and for amplifying APTA's message. It's great to be here. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you for attending class today, and we hope that you learned something and gained value from the content. If you'd like to schedule office hours with us, feel free to add us on Twitter at HET Podcast, on Instagram, HET Podcast, on Facebook, the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast, and the homepage, healthcareeducationtransformationpodcast.com. And for those of you following along in the syllabus, Extra credit can be obtained by liking us, sharing us, and leaving a review. Let's continue our journey up Mount Educational Success as lifelong learners.